Welcome back to the Suruj Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Harbhan was visited by Narad. Narad being the son of Brahma who appears in Indic epics like the Mahabharata, the Ramayana. His arrival usually coincides with trouble. He's thought of as an enlightened being, but also as mischievous. That wherever he goes, conflict soon follows. His wife is literally named Conflict, Kala. And that's who's going to visit Guru Hargobin in this episode. As a reminder regarding the mythic components to these stories, it's quite common within pre-colonial stories and literature, such as the Guru Granth Sahib and the writings of Guru Gobind Singh, that mythic elements serve as storytelling devices. We see here that Nara and Gala are going to act as a reminder, as a cause for the events that will come to follow. Yet we'll also see in these stories a layering of cause for the same event, all of which can be explained by understanding the vast array and diversity within the audience that will listen to these stories. The poet, the artist, the storyteller, and narrator, Santok Singh is curating these stories from previous sources written by Bhai Mani Singh Shaheed, a close attendant to Guru Gomez Singh. So this chapter starts off describing how one day Guru Hargobind was seated within his residence all by himself, just in delight on his bed, nobody was around. When the chief of the Joganis, the Joganis being the attendants of Gala conflict, how their chief, so Gala, appeared in such a frightening and vicious form. She had a dark colored body with long, sharp, menacing teeth, which were displayed with her mouth wide open. All of her Joganis were there as well, who were so tall and also frightening. They also had hair that was red and thrown back in knots. Their body appeared all dried up. They had bloodshot eyes and were holding skulls from which they would drink blood. Around their neck, they had garlands of bones and they had such dirty and torn up clothes. They all came in front of Guru Hargobind with such hunger and thirst for blood and meat. They had such long tongues and they were licking their lips. And any coward who would have seen this would have just lost himself, would have lost his composure. And they all bowed down and saluted the Guru. While Guru Hargobind then asked, Who are you, shameless creatures? It's as if you have taken the great form of misfortune, or like the awful form of laziness and filth, or as if you are the form of the death of the Turks. What do you want? What do you desire? They heard this and then Kala said, My name is Kala. I've come here to remove this hunger and thirst for blood and meat. That's why I've come to you. Please help me. It's been so long since we've eaten. We're going crazy just thinking about eating and drinking blood. You, Guru Hargobind, are the one to fulfill all desires. So please be graceful upon us and remove our pain. Guru Hargobind heard this and then replied saying, you can have whatever you want, whatever wheat, flour you'll need from me. I'll give you all that you want. However much you want to eat, let me know and I'll give you more to fill your bellies. Gala replied, oh, we don't eat flour and such. That won't help us at all. We eat meat and blood. We get satisfied from such food. And then we burp to our satisfaction. Guru Hargobind replied saying, so should we get a buffalo? We can butcher that, skin it and serve that to you. However much you want to eat, let me know and we'll serve that to you. Gala replied, even that meat isn't and not any use to us. We never eat that type of meat. It doesn't remove our hunger. Our food, what sustains us, is in your hands. Any other method or manner of food won't suffice. What I say, 
please listen to, O great resolute Guru. When on the battlefield, when armies clash on both sides, when with great pride they grasp their weapons and strike down at each other, when they butcher and kill each other, those great warriors who don't even take one step back, when they fall down, when those warriors who have killed others, when they fall down, we eat those types of warriors. Such brave meat is worthy for us to eat. It's been so long since war has occurred. That's why we've not eaten in so long. And our family, our attendants here, the Jokanis, they are hungry as well. They have not drank blood. They have not satisfied their thirst in ages. That's why we are so hungry and thirsty now. And we've been just going crazy waiting for this time. So please orchestrate and begin your time of warfare with the Turks so we will forever remain satisfied and full. Listening to this, Guru Hargobindu was just laughing and said, oh, you'll see such vicious warfare. And in future, countless battles will happen. In every house in the future, there will be warfare. But we'll be the first to give you food. Don't worry, you'll be quite satisfied and we'll burp to your delight. So this time has now arrived. Please enjoy all the food to your heart's content. Kala and the Joganis hearing this were so happy. They began to salute Guru Hargobin, started dancing, spinning around, just in ecstasy. So they then morphed into their internal form of happiness and they just disappeared knowing that they would soon now be satisfied and their hunger dispelled. So the rest of the day passed for Guru Hargobin and in the evening he ate his dinner before then settling in for the night, sleeping soundly. Guru Hargobin woke up the next day, he then bathed before then placing and stilling his contemplation. Guru Hargobin then recited Gurbani, then listened to Kirtan before then having lunch and then went to rest for the afternoon. Meanwhile, Tara Chand and Taktamal, the two Masans from Kabul, Afghanistan, they would collect all the donations for the Guru from that area and would begin to bring it annually to Amritsar. So they heard that the Guru's daughter would be married and they thought, oh, this is going to result in a lot of expenses for the Guru's house. So they told all the Sikhs of that area that they should give ahead of time their donations and other gifts so that they would take it to Amritsar and provide it to the Guru's house to pay for that wedding. So those two, Tarajan and Thakthamal, they both set off from Kabul with a collection of other Sikhs as well. They arrived there in Amritsar. They immediately bowed down to the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargman. They placed down all their offerings, saluting the Guru, and were just absorbed in viewing the Guru's Darshan, divine sight. The offerings consisted of clothes, jewelry, money, which were all placed down in great respect and humility. They also brought with them a lot of fruits and nuts. Guru Hargobind looked gracefully upon them and delivered to them all their desires. All their sins were destroyed and they were made pure. Some were thinking they wanted a son, some were thinking they wanted a woman. They got whatever they wanted. So they arrived there in the afternoon that day. They really rushed there from Kabul during their trip. They didn't properly pack, so they didn't eat very well along the way. They were quite hungry when they reached there. But there was no longer running at that time. There was nothing left. Guru Hargobind asked them if they were well on their travel. The travel was nearly 800 kilometers in distance, very far from Amritsar. And in speaking with them, they had realized that these Sikhs had not eaten properly. So Guru Hargobind then said to a Sikh attendant, go inside where the food is. Tell them that the Sikhs have come from very far west. They are very tired, very hungry, so send lots of food. We must feed them very well. 
So the sick went inside there where the food was. Mata the Modri was there. And she was making many types of food. She had placed all that food for the upcoming wedding in one room. And in the love of their daughter, they had made such amazing food. It was all there stored in that room. So that sick approached Mata Dumodri with his hands clasped and said, Oh mother, the Guru has sent me. Congregations have come from the West. They brought with them such fantastic offerings and gifts. But there's no longer running right now, no food available to them. And they're very hungry. It's in the middle of the day. It'll be some time before the evening divan and the evening longer. So the Guru requested for them that I bring some food that will satisfy them. And then in the evening, the langar will run again and we'll feed them with that. This is what the Guru told me to relate to you. Mata Domodri heard this, but her mind slipped. Even though she was born in a house of a great sick, and she would forever reside within the Guru's house. And even though she knew the vast greatness of Sikhi, even then, what was going to happen happened and it turned her mind and she said this food is for the wedding party that will arrive here great amounts of food was made and it was kept here safe until now nobody has touched it nobody has used it everything was made and it was stored here the first people to eat this food will be the wedding party after that it'll go to the mouths of others it's not proper to first give this food to others if we give it out now to others it'll go against our tradition how will we give to the six now when we haven't even given it to the wedding party yet the six heard this he then left and told Guru Hargobin saying Mata Dumodri said that we have not yet served the wedding party and not until then can we distribute that food elsewhere she said it would go against the traditions of the world if she were to give out this food to the six now Guru Hargobin was sitting there surrounded by the six and their families who had made this long travel from Kabul Guru Hargobind heard this and was just furious in his heart. He said, she has gone against my command in hopes that the wedding party will enjoy that food first. But my six are my dearly beloved. Day and night I keep them in my heart. Like how a gardener takes care of all his trees and plants in his garden. With great care he loves and he takes care of all those trees. And in the same way, my duty is to take care of the congregation. If she wants to disrupt this and cause distress here, then her task will not take place without any obstacles, without any problems. She's disrespected these six here, and with their disrespect, my disrespect has occurred too. How will she find happiness now, who has fallen from faith in her heart? My beloved six came from so far, and wherever they go, they should be met with food and respect. Now here, there will be great hardships, and will fulfill her desire that if she doesn't think that the food prepared for six is appropriate, then we'll understand that it will be eaten by the barbarian Turks who will come here in force and will take it. There will be many hardships now. This task, this event of the wedding will not happen as planned. The six heard this and began just shaking. They were so afraid hearing Guru Harugan curse his own family and house. Seeing the Guru's face red with anger, nobody could talk or even look up. Everyone was just keeping their eyes low, thinking that, oh, what a great hardship is now upon the Guru's house. But at that moment, a sweet maker, a cook, came, and he brought about 10 rupees worth of sweets. He stood in front of Guru Hargobind with his hand clasped and said, Oh, Guru Hargobind, my desires have been fulfilled by you. You have made me so happy, so please accept these sweets. 
Guru Hargobind saw this and just cracked up. He started laughing and said, okay, hand these sweets out to that congregation over there to enjoy. So that Sikh accepted this command. He gave it out to the Sikhs who came there from afar. Those who were hungry were then satisfied before going to set up their own tents and beds. And that's how chapter 2 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear of Guru Hargobind going out hunting in the lead up to the first battle, the Battle of Logar. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Among the Charm Patreon page. Hello, Sir. Hello, Sir.